Hi, and welcome to the MilesToGoDrugEducation.com podcast, where we simplify a complex subject while giving you news for your classroom. Each day, we simplify current scientific news reports and studies about drugs, drug abuse, and prevention on our Twitter page. Several times per month, we will provide you with these drug fact updates as an audio podcast and blog, which will be available on our website, as well as on iTunes and Podbean. I'm Kelly from Miles to Go Drug Prevention Education, and it's a beautiful sunny morning in Huntington Beach, California. Here's this week's news in episode number three for news for your classroom. Here's the tweet. A small study from Geneva, Switzerland. Electronic cigarettes used to quit smoking helpful, but urgent studies needed for toxicity. Here's the article that the tweet came from. E-cigarettes, some help in quitting smoking, but quality problems cited May of 2010. Here's the summary. BMC Public Health published this article showing findings that 95% of smokers researched who use electronic cigarettes to help them quit smoking found the device helpful to some degree, but they had complaints about the quality, lack of reliability, and frequent failures, not to mention the safety and toxicity. And here are some questions to ask your classroom. This is a good research project for 4th through 12th graders. What is an e-cigarette? They can look that information up. Be careful about your sources. How does it help someone to stop smoking? Are the user's complaints reasonable? Why are they worried about safety and toxicity? Here's the tweet. This was a series of three tweets from one article. SAMHSA study shows Asians born in the U.S. more likely to use drugs and alcohol than Asians born outside the U.S. The second tweet, SAMHSA study shows that Japanese Americans three times more likely to use illicit drugs than families from India. And the third tweet, SAMHSA study shows Asian American binge drinking patterns vary by country and birthplace with Korean highest. Here's the article that the tweet came from. National study shows substantial differences in adults' substance use rates among various Asian American groups, May 20th, 2010. And here's the summary. Substance abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, known as SAMHSA, has published a study showing that Asian American adults overall have far lower rates of alcohol, binge drinking, and illicit drug use than the national average. The study also shows that Asian American adults born in the U.S. have much higher substance use rates than Asian American adults born outside the U.S. The study was developed as part of the agency's strategic initiative on prevention of substance abuse and mental illness. It is one in a series of studies designed to provide more detailed information on substance abuse patterns and treatment needs existing within a wide range of minority groups. Administrator Pamela S. Hyde, J.D., said, quote, The study highlights that although the Asian American adult community as a whole has a lower level of substance use than the national average, each of the many distinct populations within it have their own unique challenges and needs. Understanding the diverse needs of this diverse community helps us improve our prevention and treatment strategies, end quote. Here are some questions to ask your classroom. Why does your class think that Asians born in the U.S. may have been more likely to use drugs than those born outside the U.S.? How many different countries were profiled in this report? How can they help the various communities that were discussed in this article? And here's our last tweet. UCLA, small study. Sensitivity to the dopamine reward system of the teen brain makes it more prone to risk-taking and reward-seeking. Here's the article that that tweet came from. Teens may be more sensitive to dopamine release, study suggests, May 26th of 2010. 
And here's the summary. A UCLA study published in the, in the journal Nature Neuroscience indicates that teenagers may experience the release of the brain's pleasure and reward chemical dopamine more acutely than children or adults. This may explain why teens are more prone to risk-taking than people of other ages. In this study, they used money as a reward instead of real drugs and viewed the reward system in the brain using an MRI scan. After reading the studies, here are some questions to ask in your classroom. What is the pleasure and reward chemical in the brain. How does this study apply to drug use and abuse? Number three, at what age does the brain become fully developed? Our expanded subscription service includes everything you just heard, plus extra questions, expanded discussions from Kelly and Jonathan about the subject and, the t and tweets that are not included in our free service. It's like getting a mini lecture for your classroom. You can sign up for this service on our website's Twitter news page at milestogodrugeducation.com. Thanks for listening, and do let us know how you use this podcast.